welcome to episode 10 of Chet and Devin. This is Chet Cheddar, uh, of course, and this with me is Devin. Or sorry, Shin, who? Who's with me? Uh, I'm Chet and Devin. Who am I? No. Who are you? <laughs> who am I? What am I? No, uh, the one. <laughs> the uh, one. Like Jet Jeff. Lee, the movie. <laughs> Jeez. I just remember those. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it opens with when the bodies hit the floor. When the bodies <laughs> hit the floor. And, right. Is that and, like some new metal thing? I forget what the what band that was. Yeah. Three it's. Do- I believe it's <laughs> Deftones. Oh. Okay. I, I'm so rusty with with it. I'm pretty sure it's Deftones. When the bodies hit the floor, I think that was like their big, uh, yeah, new metal hard rock uh anthem it was pretty yeah it was, it was pretty brutal at the at the time um big one slipping on with her anyway yeah jet lee the one i remember that movie so Devin, how, how are you doing oh uh, not bad yeah you know uh just hanging in there uh two jobs and uh, yeah just hopefully work from home soon That'll be cool. Uh, it that has its you know pros and cons. Uh, I know we've talked about it a little bit because I'm currently working from home, and it's it's a lot better if uh, if you don't have kids. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely and, better. But, and no pets for me, so it's like I got <laughs> like nothing. So. And no pets. Yeah, a cat wouldn't you know be bad because my cat's not too bad. Oh right, but just, lot, yeah, dog would be a little. Dog would be a pain. Because uh, if, if he would, you know, if you have to close the door, if he's kind of jump trying to jump on you and distracting, he wants attention. You try to put him outside or put him in the kennel, he might bark, and it's like, uh, and you have to get up and you on your break let him out or something, or so it's like I don't know. Yeah, you might be be a hassle. Uh, <laughs> Especially if you're on a call and he starts barking at something and you're like, stop, stop barking, shut up. <laughs> yeah, if you did mute and had to yell, then it's yeah. like, oh, sorry, I'm repeat that one more time. <laughs> I'm sorry, cus- cus- yeah. Customers <laughs> hate repeating themselves. Like, it's not even that big of a deal, but they just get annoyed for some oh, reason. They, they, yeah. It's like they, not even just repeating yourself once. It's like, get over yourself. I, I ask people to clarify an email because I ask it all the time. Can you repeat the email to make sure I have it, you know, 100% and they'll be like, A, B, like so yeah, condescending. Like, just and say it like, again normal. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I didn't ask you for it micro speed, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> crazy. Silly gooses. Anyway, so that's cool. Well, I'm glad you're doing good. I know two jobs is busy. I've, I've, uh, I guess I'm, I'm kind of doing that and because I'm homeschooling like in the family way life and that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I'm not, they are, my kids go to a charter school online and, but I oversee a lot of it because they, they sort of have the responsibility of like high schoolers. They really do where it, I have a third grader and a kindergartner and they each have their own emails that they're expected to check daily. And it's like in kindergarten, they're learning ABCs, right? Why, why are we giving them an email to check daily and, and go on the IM chat and stuff? <laughs> it's like, what the, and if you've ever used any, <laughs> they don't, they don't have an 
I am chat, but I'm surprised that you don't because there are reach out in the I am chat. It's it, yeah, yeah. Hit up in chat to your supervisor, something like that, and um, to the other to the to the IT department if you're having technical issues. Yeah, and uh, yeah, if her thing stopped, it's like <laughs> why didn't you go to the IT? Yeah, you need to put in an IT ticket. <laughs> like it's what? like what's what's IT? It's like they're just learning those letters. The, like, like the it yeah. department. <laughs> yeah, because they're right. they're. Some of the sight words, which, because in kindergarten, they're introduced to sight words, which are words that they should recognize immediately, like not, they shouldn't even try to pronounce it, like words like he, she, a, or like, you know, as, you know, very, very, it, you know, the very simple words, right? When you see it, it's, you don't confuse it with something else. It's it, you know, she, it was, well, you know, things like that. So, They'll see IT and like it, but anyway, uh, so that's kind of, it's kind of a wreck, but it, I mean, working from home is definitely, uh, I mean, there's so many people that don't have jobs and that are just in worse scenarios. So I'm thankful for it, even though it is very stressful and very challenging. It's, you know, I guess I, I have to appreciate in some way and, uh, just, you know, make the best with it. And, uh, I do see it like this is the future, like kids uh, just as with the way everything's going as the future's coming. Uh, this is how society will more be like is they're more inclined to be working from home in their laptops and more inclined to be doing things in their laptops. And it's sort of a crash course, you know, introduction to all of this uh, to technology and to, you know, Zoom meetings and everything like that. That's how I'm meeting with my team. That's how we're doing all our work is through Zoom meetings and, you know, remotely. And they're getting, you know, you are about to be working from home. My kids, while they're doing school, they, you know, even though it's school, they're that's adjusting to the Monday through Friday, you know, nine to five, you know, your work schedule that you get when you're an adult. So it's they're getting used to working uh you know not going to the office working all remotely so it's a good crash course but man is it challenging uh yeah i don't know it's just yeah hopefully it's not for you know for too much longer like another year or something yeah i think with, our with schools, kids <laughs> i think the charter school uh the school that we go to is trying to make it so everyone can come back next next semester or next school year so maybe this school year you know is all online and then you know they come back or you know uh thinking op optimistically of but just probably not next semester you know after december they can all just you know everyone can kind of come back i feel like that's what everyone would like but Right. We just have to see really. how how it goes. True, exactly. <laughs> so, because this year is just uh, one surprise after another, uh, left or right. Exactly. Yeah, um, Wakanda forever. No. Yeah, Wakanda. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, I mean, I guess we gotta mention Ch Chadwick Boseman. It's so sad. Like, I mean, not it just it's it's. I don't know. It's sad because of just how unexpected it all is. And it's just, I know there's lots of people 
uh, you know, dying from many things all the time, but it's just, you just don't know. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes if they show no symptoms or, you know, or no one, there was no articles or anything. It was just kept under wraps and it was like, wow. I mean, watching his movies and I mean, I, I'm not, I don't watch much interviews or any of that kind of stuff, but I have seen him at least talk in some cases and it just, he really didn't um, make it appear that he was struggling with this problem. He seemed so resilient and seemed that like everything was, he was at such a high point in his life. And then he, you know, he just didn't let this dictate his life. And it, it, you know, mad respect for just not trying to make money for just keeping this private and just dealing it with his family and just, uh, I, I just, some people could showcase it, you know, it just exactly. Yeah. It just shows that, uh, sadly too like even at the height like you know you're you have so much to live for but sometimes the cancer is just too much like yeah. nothing can it's, it's crazy dude it's it's insane and it actually it got me thinking of some of the other um the other immediate uh you know victim or person who Passed away from it. MC, MCA. Uh, um, Even Ebert, I think, right? Had yeah. something. There's a form of cancer. But MCA, yeah, right. It's like just... And George Harrison of the Beatles, I think. Cancer. It's like ridiculous. And uh, just it, everything. Because MCA was just great. Not, not that I'm knocking the other Beastie Boys, but it's just... Or other artists out there. But he was... Uh, I don't have all the details, but I know he like held concerts. He was involved with Tibetan movements of like li- liberation movements where he was actually a uh, humanitarian. Like he, he had so many humanitarian efforts and it's like, well, why does someone like this have to go? You know, it's just, it's true. It's just, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, and he, it's just, uh, yeah. It's so unfortunate. Um, sorry, I'd drink some water because this is just man heavy. But oh, so we will <laughs> we can get on to something uh, funny. This might be a bit uh, old old news, uh, but it was blowing up for a little while. But I still want to talk about it. But did you ever check out the song uh, WAP or W A P? I only saw Anthony Fantano's uh, like track review or comment of it. I. The funny thing to me was hearing about, uh, what's his name's Ben um, Shapiro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, that, that's what I, I want to talk about. about. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard about. And it's like another podcast I think was they were making fun of it and parodying his voice on it or something. <laughs> so. It is. It is. It's so. It's one of the best things to come out of this year it is so funny because there there's people that have made youtube remixes of the song with him because on his show uh the daily wire with ben shapiro or something like that he he was like let me let me read you these lyrics guys this is so bad and and now 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 i'm doing it but and i'm not trying to make fun of his voice he just he does have a high pitch i guess i am making fun of it but it's just, well it is like you know it is like a cr- kind of a crazy voice and 
it's just memeable and it's like it's the, the pace that he talks and the kind of like you know he just know. he just comes off as such like a, a know-it-all and i just don't like how un like on uh he just comes off as unreasonable he's he's just built into his ways and he's unnegotiable and he just you know he can't be right and that's i i really can't jive with that attitude where i i just need to you know if we're going to discuss uh i don't know issues or anything i i have to kind of loosen up my own things like okay let me try and understand your side you you know let let me try and help you understand my side and he's just like no you're wrong i'm right and i i i don't like that discourse you know um so that's why i don't really i can't uh i can't hang no (laughs) yeah i can't i can't can't hang with the dude yeah i know um but when he was reading he on his show he took the time to read through the lyrics of the song and he even just censored out you know the the p words and some other words and so it was um he would say another word but he wouldn't say the p word it was like what the he, he would say what like wet ass p word and yeah and, right and, and, but it was just when he's reading it, normally he talks so fast. And as he's reading these rap lyrics, he's actually talking like really kind of slow. And a lot of people commented on that. Like, that's the slowest I've ever, ever heard him talk. And it was true. I noticed it too. But just people remixed it. He read the lyrics. And so people remixed it into songs. So and you made have it the into song. Yeah. So you have the song playing. Like you have the music for the song playing with Ben Shapiro voice you know reading not not cardi b you have him reading it's i will send you the link it is so funny it might chart higher than the original no i'm just kidding i think the original is just number one but still it might chart up like his version it's like soundcloud or something yeah it was trending on youtube or something yeah it it uh just like as he's introducing the song, the, the the song starts off, I remember, it goes like, there's some whores in this house, there's some whores in this house. And even he, as he's reading that, it's just, it's so funny. And, and then he's like, yeah, I just, there's some funny lines that I remember as part of It's like, put this B-road right in your face, swipe your nose like a credit card. And it was like, oh, just hearing Ben Shapiro read read this, like, this vulgar stuff was so funny. And yeah, it says, like, spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. It was like, and, he, <laughs> yeah. and you get to hear Ben Shapiro read it, and it's in a song, and it's so funny. I, I couldn't stop listening to it for a while. But uh, there's a few remixes, but... Uh, one of them was really good. Yeah, I, I haven't heard the original, so I I just thought about it, but I don't know for some reason I just like didn't or couldn't. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I know it's like I like vulgar songs. I mean, I've heard some of them before, even from like Ghostface, and he had like a song on one of his records that. Uh, Ghostface Killer for Wu Tang. Yeah, he uh, that I just listened to once and like I I always skipped it after because it was like too descriptive and I don't know. It's like, <laughs> like I just get uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know. It's like like I just don't need to hear like somebody else like yeah <laughs> like talking like that or something like a stranger or something. It's 
<laughs> it's like, it's, it just it just comes off as awkward. It doesn't really like yeah. Right. I, I'm I, just listening to the song and then they're just explaining this stuff in detail, like cool, you know. Like, <laughs> know? Okay. Right. Yeah. No, like no. good job or something or yeah. yeah, you really handled that or I don't know. And you can uh. So Ken, Kendrick Lamar, an artist, you know, we're both a little familiar with uh, just a little bit. Uh, he, uh, I mean, he has some stuff that's not that vulgar, but, you know, that's, you can say, like, sex celebratory or, or so in that way. Uh, almost like, um, uh, uh, free, was it the freestyle song? Backseat Freestyle. Uh, that song has a little bit of it. Um, and then the song, These Walls, off of... Uh, T-Pab to pimp a, to pimp a butterfly. Um, he has some kind of uh, that song's also uh, yeah, pretty sexually charged. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, which is cool. This, but this this particular these other tracks just go into more is, or like the whole songs about you know yeah in detail and it's like ugh. and yes and it's <laughs> I I think so. And I, I, I did hear the song, like... I have no problem. I mean, it's like, you know, expression. I I know, like, you know, it's female empowerment or stuff like that. Or or just feeling good in your own skin or something. I, it's fine. I, I just don't want it to hear it myself. That's yeah, all. It's like, I have no problem. But. And that's... And no, and that's... I feel like that's the 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 best like you know perspective is not if it's not for you it's not for you if it's it like i heard it and it has a fun like the how the song's made has a really like it's got a like what what is described as a banger beat it is it is a it is a fun song um it is catchy but yeah it's also it's also like uh and and it's also i'm i'm somewhat into uh i'm also into a bit of a fan of like the shock and awe humor. I don't like when it's like, like super, um, like just so extreme for the, just the sake of being the most extreme possible. But I, I like, I can, I can appreciate some shock and awe. I, I mean, I, I like, um, I don't listen to much anymore, but I was a fan of Guar, the band Guar, who had some like shock stuff. I, 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 I kind of like it. And that, that, I know like Marilyn Manson used to mm-hmm. have stuff, right? Like that. Yeah, stuff like that. I mean, in you can even say, um, just that. Yes, that kind of stuff. Just shock, shock and awe, where it's like, whoa. And um, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I like some of it, but the thing is, is uh, with Ben Shapiro, it's his whole point was that this is what feminism, this is what the feminism m- movement is all about. Is it? It's just for this and it and he's like slippery sloping it to the extreme because it's like no feminism's about like just about females being able to express their own individuality so if cardi wants to make a song about you know (laughs) wab that's by that's yes that is part of it but you're also not talking about the other part where it within feminism they you know a female artist can make uh like um a conservative charge song. And I know that sounds, that may sound ridiculous, but I just mean it's the whole point is that you can, if you want to, if you're a female and you want to make a song about your conservative values, then I mean, go do it. It's that's, I, I, 
that's what the the feminism is about. And he, he sort of slippery slopes it into like, Oh, it's just for, you know, you know, women to say duty, dirty things and make money just to live in hedonism and make money off of it. And just, it's just such a, like it shows how ignorant he is. And he's even gone off in other, um, in other podcasts and tweets that his, like not just disdain for rap hip hop music, but he keeps like spouting this argument where he'll say that it is not a form of music. He actually says he has two criticisms, one against the culture, like rap culture and one against rap music. And he's, he goes on to like, uh, in music, you have to have a rhythm, a melody and a beat. And, What's really annoying is I kind of used to talk like this, but I was like 12 and I really didn't like, I didn't know anything about rap and I had was kind of told misconceptions and I was a kid. He's like 30 or 40 or something. And so he's, you know, I, you grow up, you learn, you get exposed to the other cultures and you're like, Oh, okay. This is, you know, this is. Right. I mean, it, it, it's a lot of people that, you know, still think that this stuff isn't music or anything, or, I mean, I, I don't like a lot of the modern stuff that's popular, but it's, I understand that's popular, you know, it right now. And, um, they used to think the stuff I grew up with sucked and, you know, it's each generation. It's like, even the, in the fifties rock and roll was like the devil's music or whatever Yeah. to the parents when that came out, it's like, okay. <laughs> so it makes sense that we're kind of old enough now that this new music, this is like out of our generation on a kind of like, we're old enough already that, that uh, we're in the next generation of music or something. It feels like, cause like, you know, the mid late two thousands was like the era, you know, high school and um, a little bit after, but yeah, now it's, it's like, so it's like it's it makes sense if i mean we could still like today's music and some of it's you know not bad but it's just uh i'm not gonna condemn you know so it's yeah it's more of a it's more of uh, i have no problems with the song wop i heard it a few times uh like i heard it a few times too and it was kind of like fun in that initial burst while i was like diving into like what is the song what is ben shapiro's thing and but I listened to it for like that day and then I haven't listened to it since because it's not really what I, it is just not what I really want to listen to, even though it was. <laughs> yeah. I, I would still kind of like, I'll be honest. I, I would be kind of looking over my shoulder if I was like blasting it in my car, like driving down yeah, the street, yeah. I'd be kind of paranoid. I'd be like, I don't know, not, I don't want to say ashamed of myself, but like I'd be a little, you kind of come know. off as a little creepy. <laughs> right. It's and then exactly. it, yeah, so, it's. I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah, it just I don't know. Uh, it's not, and I, it's not a song I can just jam out to either while I'm uh, doing my work, like doing laundry or working. I you know I got to listen to Death Grips or something else. I just if I'm gonna listen, go for like a banger, like a a heavy beat. Yeah, like a fast, kind of moving pumped, and, amped up. Uh, or that energized. I always like that unlocked album with the Denzel Curry and, and Kenny oh, Beats. It's yeah. so short mm-hmm. and it's just I, exactly. I, and it's it, like a quick and energizing 
thrush or th- you know yeah. thrill. You listened to that whole short album, yeah. right? Yep. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I listened to it on one delivery because it took you know the whole time. Dude, of yeah. Getting, <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. the food and and driving to the That's customer. What... So I was like, oh. that album is over before. Yeah, it's just kind of it's just kind of fun and. and that's where with uh Neo Drop he gave it like a seven out of ten and it was like, man, that like I just I, I don't know, I felt it was like some people made fun of in the comments that he just didn't there's one line in the song Diet that he, that Denzel says, and I don't like Pixar, Miss Star. And and and, and um Anthony and Anthony Fantano says like you don't like Pixar go watch Inside Out and get some feelings and and in his review and and people are like he would have given it a ten if and like if he didn't like Pixar and because and because I'm not even as like he I don't know uh it it, do, it doesn't matter I was gonna say Inside Out's not one of my favorite of the the Pixar movies but I still. I don't know. I wasn't bothered by any part of, you know, that line. It's like if he's going to be bothered by by the Pixar line, why isn't he bothered by some of the other vulgar words? It's just I don't know. It just. Uh, <laughs> uh. Yeah, he's he just I mean, yeah, it's important to look at the lyrics of a song, but sometimes too much is weighed on them for for him. I don't know. I mean, if if the lyric if it's like a ser- more serious song and it's like bad lyrics or contradicting yourself but i don't know like i mean i it's just on certain songs the lyrics almost take too much of a emphasis on the opinion i mean i it's important but just the, i don't know sometimes it just feels like some songs might get a bad rap and when the melody and music of the track kind of might overshadow the lyrics and that's okay sometimes honestly i mean yeah and uh i when i'm listening to when i'm listening to like vocals of of any kind lyrics are always the most backseat factor for me uh i'm more i guess i'm more listening to um particularly delivery because it's not even singing singing skill like i'm okay with hearing someone who's not a very good uh singer and i guess i'll, I'll refer to one of my favorites of a streetlight manifesto and his side project of of toke where he's not a great singer but how i guess how he delivers in streetlight this like sense of rebellion this energy and he he's so fast that it's like he it feels like it sounds like it sounds and feels like he's rapping at some parts just with how he has it's not actually rapping just with how like how snappy and rhythmic hit and quick his uh there'll be such long like strenuous words that he's found a way to rhythm together and it's just it's almost like something jizza wrote like it's uh like how did you make these words flow together um even cake even cake when, when i listened to sometimes it felt like he was more like that rapping or not or more like just he had like the beat and flow and stuff and yeah exactly there's time there is times where he the like uh john mccreary or mccready mccready something like that he uh tried to he would sing but he also there's so many lines like in the 
the songs like the distance where he's just uh it's almost rapping it is almost rapping and there's a couple songs that are borderline with the band cake that are borderline like an alternative hip hop song because there's barely any guitar there's just piano and drum beat and then you have him doing his deadpan like pretty much rapping and it's, yeah uh, it's kind of like you know like yeah like beck even did yeah mm-hmm. or some sometimes still does he's one of my favorites but yeah he does some of that too but he just you know uh does all sorts of styles but sometimes yeah he goes kind of in that it. i'm a loser song like i know he kind of he he kind of that song pops up i i just that's probably one of his more player pop songs i in, still uh, love it yeah, I did karaoke with it one time. <laughs> cool. And I and I and I did karaoke of the distance once too. Nice. Actually. Whoa! I never knew you did that. That's cool. Oh really? Yeah, like with the. I knew you did karaoke you know, the, the distance. With, with the with the therapy group, uh, one of the times I we went. Yeah, I did uh, a cake song. So I did like Seven Nation Army once, and yeah, a bunch. I probably did it like twenty times, but like 20 different songs or more just because we, we were doing it like every week but yeah was, uh... i i sing i sing a lot in the car and i'll put on cake and and uh my kids too they will all kind of sing together and when i sing the song the distance i alter it a little bit and i'll sing it in uh, in the perspective or for my for my daughters like uh where like she's uh, she's going the distance, she's going for speed, and I'll like point to Lucy or something like that if I'm like at a red light, and uh, I don't always do that, but I just mean I I sing a lot to that song, and so I I could I want to karaoke that song now because <laughs> I could I've sung it so so many times. No, yeah, I mean that would be cool. I- if if I did karaoke again, yeah, I haven't done it in like four years almost. But I was what we were doing it like every week. So I did like um, REM once, and yeah, like a ton of stuff. And uh, cool, man, that's cool. I just didn't know you did the distance, but uh, yeah, man, I think I, I I actually have it on Facebook. I'll share it to you uh, after this. Okay, very cool. Man. I still have the video. It's crazy. <laughs> Oh, that's just, that's exciting. I just, I didn't even, you know, maybe you told me and I didn't connect it, but I just, I didn't realize that. But uh, what we're, what uh, I was talking with before in terms of the vocals is, yeah, the, the lyrics are like the last thing I listened to. And that's not to say that they can affect the song, just like in uh, the Ghostface and WAP and, and stuff like that. You know, the Ghostface song you were describing where if you're hearing certain lyrics that you know that can just off put or clash with the music then you won't want to listen to it but for the most part i've um because i'm not religious but there was i remember when i was really really into metal there was several uh white metal bands i listened to white metal being like kind of uh religion bathed or like kind of dressed metal so where some of it was like a, one of them was a doom metal band called called uh, Trouble, where all the songs are like, you know, like, I, I don't know, uh, sin is beating us. So we have to 
you know, just give up and just repent and worship and, and, you know, and that's pretty much all the lyrics is just, you know, as just super Christian, but I, I loved the music. So I listened to them a lot because I didn't really care that they were what they were telling me to do. I wasn't going to do that. I, you know, <laughs> I just, I liked, I liked his feeling of like, this is the end. It was, it was very, uh, uh, emotion of it. Uh, I, it was very doom metal and, um, it's cool. Uh, but I always like delivery, uh, is I guess what I'm looking for. And how does the song make me feel? How does, how does that singing make me feel? And, and that's, does it go with the song? Is, is it enhanced from the song when it can all work together? Uh, and that's sort of what I look for. That's, that's what makes music, you know, for me. And so with rapping, it's, it's with can be a lot. I, I mean, I like stuff with, I feel like that's why I can't get into maybe Nas and Biggie as, in, as much as because while I respect their, uh, and that's where I feel like they're, you know, they're lyrical, uh, I don't know, ma- you know, masters in, in that way. Uh, it's just, it's, that's not what I like am listening for. And especially when like Nas's songs will be kind of a very steady song. And it's a lot about his actual lyrical play and Biggie's kind of the same way, more in terms of the, the, how the music in is all working with it. And at least that's, that's how I sort of feel when I hear those songs as uh, I just haven't been able to get into Nas and Biggie because these just seem so, you know, lyrical focused. And even though like Jizza is very lyrical. Yeah. Too, he's kind of, right he's probably one of the most in the group but he still has can and he kind of gets overshadowed like that but yeah sometimes uh i mean he has he can do both so it's like a lot of the time he so it's just, and it might help because you got rizza on on production always right. like always yeah always so back there inter- interesting so. beats that are insane and it's just like who comes up with this stuff or something yeah and uh like some of the beats it's just like rizza is like out was out of his mind or something yeah and, like in a, in a good way but you know it's like oh. he did yeah he's just it's super super interesting stuff it, it, it just it's so left field it's it's so bizarre and then uh i love how uh i, I don't know just Jiz, words of just uh his songs are just very very unique more the most unique compared than I guess I get from, you know, more old school rap and uh, especially on Liquid Swords. I love that album too. Did you like the Beneath the Surface album? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like all of his actually. That one, uh, Legend of the Liquid Swords, Pro Tools. Um, those are his, his main records, I think. But yeah, I, I uh, was listening to all those back in like 09. So yeah. Yeah. Because. <laughs> yeah really good beneath the beneath the surface just has so many songs i like it on this like i i love i love amp i love the the first start the amplify sample beneath the surface like yeah break break there's so many songs so oh i guess we can discuss that all that another time maybe in a more uh music focused environment maybe sometime maybe wink hmm. no uh no, we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, so 
so cool. It's I like mean, metal. It's, it's like Metal Gear. It's like, huh? Huh? No, What's that? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> it's crazy. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then the the, ee, the I, I can't do yeah yeah the noise yeah exactly oh man uh did you have a so i i brought up wop and and we kind of talked about the vocal delivery singing stuff and did you have any news or anything you uh have learned about or you know wanted to cat, uh educate me on you have any news uh, yeah, I, I don't actually, um, I mean, uh, not that I can think of right now. I mean, I have, you know, some video game related stuff, but I mean, it's, I don't know if any, many people would be interested, I guess. I don't know. What is it? Oh, is it, uh, cause you, I think you're telling me about the, the PlayStation three, you, you got a PlayStation three, right? Oh, right. Yeah. But uh, also just about like the PS5 launch and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I did buy a, a PS3 since I had a bunch of digital downloads on there from like 11 years. Uh, so you're able built to just up, sign so. into your account and re-download all of it, right? Yep. That is so cool because that is I. <laughs> so it's like a... 40, 40 something games. So because. I mean, there is a worry for me about online um, and not just for me, but, you know, if all the media is online, what if the game companies just take the game off, you know, off available? But and and that's not to say that they won't move to that direction. But as it stands right now, I mean, that's the PlayStation 3, dude. Like, that's not PlayStation 4. You're able to. Exactly. I can still go back to stuff I bought, like, yeah, early 2009, late 08 or something. We're like talking 15 years ago. Like. Yeah. It, and it's it's exactly just about, even though the Wii, um, is, the Wii shop is shut down and you can't get anything back, sadly. But the PlayStation, you still can't thankfully so the ps3 who knows how long but the wii kind of closed early i guess i don't know because even i mean i guess the xbox i'm not sure if, if you had a 360 you could probably re-download but the wii i know was closed so but um that's nintendo yeah. for you nintendo online so yeah, I know. It, makes, it makes sense yeah <laughs> crazy just stinks but yeah uh Oh, I, I do know, I guess we're going to move in the direction of, uh, for this conversation, the rest of the episode, we'll go in the movie direction because we did, uh, watch a movie to, to talk about and is a, it's a good one, but we can talk about, uh, other movie stuff because in our area, Arizona, the theaters are opening back up and I think all over the place and Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenet is is out i i thought it was coming out friday a couple days ago but i guess it's out tomorrow august 31st and so yeah i i didn't know yeah it's a christopher nolan's new movie which if i've heard is i've heard is good heard some i don't know i guess i always hear kind of mixed things i i've heard uh it's more confusing than inception though so i'm uh, kind of interested in that part, but 
uh, yeah, I'm Christopher Nolan's new movie Tenet is a, uh, and I'm not the huge, huge like hugest Nolan fan because the, he does things I like and don't like, but uh, he is uh, he's he is good. He is good, very good, and uh, solid. I guess I haven't been as much of a fan of some of his newer ish stuff. Um, but the tenant seems kind of interesting. So, yeah, I don't know how many people will go out actually, or if it'll, if the theater will be like, you know, every other seat or like, you know, split up even more than that. I don't know. It can't be back to regular where it's just same. There's no way that they would release it open the theater and it'd just be like normal sit right next to someone. Yeah. It would have to, they're doing the reduced capacity and, and all that, but even, even still like, I feel like I'd be fine going with either just me and you or me and Marlo, my wife, or, you know, just something like that. Like I wouldn't bring my kids small uh, just to go in and see, but that depends if it's crowded. Cause we're, we also live in kind of a, at least I'm in Tempe, which kind of has happened in area. And so some of the people have been okay around these parts to just keep going out and party and go to the bars and stuff. So who knows if we go to the theaters, there might be a, a big crowd and we'd have, we would just have to check it out. The first weekend of the reopening, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Cause people want to get out. People want to experience it. And, uh, I don't know about, uh, if they want to experience the Christopher Nolan movie, but the, there's a, another movie that I kind of also cannot believe that it's out already, uh, that it's out in general. But it, uh, n- that that is not the one I was going to talk about. But uh, he, oh. that one is no, it's cool. It's a uh, not trying to say it. Um, I the one I was going to mention was New Mutants because New Mutants. Not that I'm excited for it, but. It is it, that movie has been like in development hell for ten years or something. It it's it was trying to I'm be made familiar. and it was so the the new mutants is like uh it's supposed to be like an X Men movie. I believe it's like on the on the Logan movie, the kids at the end like that were gonna take over or something or start their own. And I never saw Logan, so I, oh, I know, okay. and I should have, I should have. Um, okay, it, it, that's it, what I'm thinking. It could be connected to that, but uh, it's it's these kids who are trapped in a, like, facility, and they're kind of being experimented on, and they have, like, X-Men powers, and it's, it's sort of in that, you know, uh, it's superhero movie in the sense where you have these people with superpowers, but it, it is like an anti-superhero movie where it's made in the sense it's made to like not be a normal, you know, here's these people get their superpowers. It's sort of um it has some horror elements to it, I know, but the the movie was supposed to be uh I, I don't even know if it's the movie out right now is originally how it was written because i think it was an idea and then uh it it was it was going to be produced and then like the the writer's strike happened something like that and then no one uh they couldn't actually get it made and then what we you what you're watching now was filmed in like 2017 but 
the Disney Fox merger caused all sorts of like property ownership, you know, financial uh, arrangement delays because whose property was it? You know, who was going to make all the like the certain funds off of it and and pay who like all of that in the the accounting stuff in the backlog just to get that all sorted out through this movie. Uh, so what you're watching was made like a few years ago, but it's out now. And this movie's just been through development hell. And I kind of had a feeling it was never going to come out because I just, I thought it was going to be like abandoned and I'm surprised that it's out. So, uh, not that I'm super excited for it. I just, I am a little curious of it, but it is out and I never thought it would be out. Uh, and on top of that, Bill and Ted face the music's out and I still haven't seen any of the other ones. So I should probably watch those. I just, I just saw the first one before. I've heard mostly mixed things about the second one, but people that I, I also tend to share opinions with like one of the red letter media cast members, he, he likes the second one more. And I just tend to like have very similar opinions to this person. That's not to say I'm like expecting to like him more or anything. It just was, it's a, it's not uncommon for kind of like a, it comes at night, you know, where he really loved that movie. And a lot of people are like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And he loved it. And it was like, yes. So, uh, it kind of things like that. Um, uh, but I still, I want to see all of them. I've heard this movie is just, uh, just a joy to watch just as fun, you know, uh, which is what sounds very useful in 2020. Uh, just fun. Yeah, exactly. I haven't really watched much else, uh, lately even tv shows i know like the boys season two is out next friday so i'll watch that yeah i'm i am interested for that one because that you watched that after i recommended it right yeah exactly okay i couldn't remember if if i watched it because you recommended it or the other way around but it was i don't know actually i i know I think you recommended it to me and then I recommended it to another friend that watched it and liked it. So I think that's how it works. Yeah. It's uh, man, it is, it is a good show. Um, and it's, yeah, I'm interested to see how season two goes. Uh, uh, crazy. Now, since, yeah, I thought about watching starting breaking bad again, but I just, I don't want to right now. <laughs> like, it's just too much of an undertake. I don't know. Like, I could, but. It's I'm like just reading all the I, Harry Potter books again. And it's like, yeah, it's not that they're bad, but <laughs> damn, that's such a huge journey that, like, it's that I don't feel like I'm going to. It's like once you once you go through that journey once or, you know, once and maybe twice already. And then even if it is 10 years later, you're like, how how much more some things you know you'll interpret different like and that's and yeah like that, mr robot or something that's mr. one robot. I, uh, that needs to be watched more than once probably that's like one of this type of show uh there's a this one movie called eternal sunshine of the spotless mind 
that <laughs> no, uh, that's the movie we'll be talking about. And uh, as people probably seen the episode title already, anyway. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Also, you know, it's even though I've seen it already if, if quite a few times, I probably saw it five or so times several years ago, and then I haven't seen it for you know, five years and then to rewatch it, even though I, I know what happens in the movie to re to experiencing it again with new context. Uh, you can learn new things from it. And it's, it's not like a whole different movie, but you really, it really enhances, it changes the experience. And we'll get into that more with more with eternal sunshine, but with some of the other, like the Harry Potter books and uh, you know, Breaking Bad. I've, I just don't know. I, I don't think I'm going to learn anything new from it. You know, I'm not going to feel anything new. It's, I'm going to feel like kind of almost the hype that I did when I watched it the first time, but it's not going to be the same level and it's just going to be, it's going to be cool, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'll love it more. Uh, I just, I'm not sure how the, that story isn't, um, I don't want to say it's not super interpretable. I just mean it's more straightforward. And so I just don't know how much you'll, your experience will, you know, change from it. And so it, with how long it is, each episode being, you know, 50 minutes to start from the first season. And that show, if you just skip to like season three, four, and five, which is the best, that's the point of the show if you just skip the intro, I feel like you're missing a lot of that. Like, um, it'd be like skipping an import of, you know, an important intro track to a song or something. If in terms, I, I can't think it's of just a, starting like mid, it's like starting at a high or like, a, yeah. Um, the middle of the roller coaster. It just, it's just sort of weird. And you don't have the, that initial buildup to get it going. And, and it not, not that it's, that was how I watched it the second time because I, I started like halfway through season two where like Saul Goodman was introduced. Cause I watched all breaking bad and it was like a year or two later. I wanted to rewatch it, but I, I kind of didn't want to go through everything. And I started season one and I just was kind of having trouble getting into it. And I just wanted to watch where Saul Goodman was. And I started that. And then I just kind of took off from there. And uh, <laughs> cause I kind of knew everything that happened and, and uh, I don't know. I, I sh maybe I should have done that, but it was just uh, I don't know. That was how I watched it. I just sort of skipped that first part and got to when things like started going, and um, it was great. But I don't know if I would. I don't know if I can undertake Breaking Bad again. I, I got to wait a while. But Mr. Robot definitely will will revisit because uh, so. I guess we could talk about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind now. We'll move on to that since I kind of did already start talking about that. Because that is the movie that we watch. And uh, I'm trying to remember if how I originally watched the movie. Um, well, I guess first off, I can say Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, directed by Michael... Uh, I've heard Michelle Gondry, but I always thought it was Michael Gondry. Uh, but, and then the screenplay by uh, 
Michael, uh, Charlie Kaufman, um, who is legendary screenwriter. So, uh, yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind stars Jim Carrey and, uh, what's, I, Kate Winslet. Yeah, I, I was almost saying Mary. I was confusing with Mary Elizabeth Winslet, but yeah, Kate Winslet. Um, yeah. And Elijah Wood, which I forgot was in the movie, honestly. I was like, oh, cool. As, yeah, I forgot. He, <laughs> I love his villainous characters. I love his, like, his not normal person characters. He's so, he does a good job in this movie about being kind of like a, a creepy douchebag kind of guy that, like, for having not a whole lot of screen time, he kind of comes off as like fairly unlikable, and and but that's his that was his character. He was saying everything. Yeah, he knew all the what to say and how to exactly. He was like just doing going through all the motions that he knew would work. It was like okay. And this, yeah, this movie. Uh, it's hard not to talk about this movie without talking about. Like spoilers, so I mean, I feel like we have to. Uh, I I'm just I I just give this a solid you know recommend for anyone that hasn't seen it. It is hard to classify this movie because that is a if you're going to talk about what kind of movie is it, it's I, like the main premise. I guess we, you could probably just summarize or at yeah. least uh, it's because this movie has. It feels like a little bit of, of every genre. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I feel like it's primarily a love story. Um, but it's like a, uh, there's some time travel involved. Uh, so yeah, t- uh, it, you can't almost talk about the plot without re- revealing information. It's kind of It's like, tricky. it's like two, it's like Ooh. two people. Yeah. They have a procedure done right <laughs> because that pr- the procedures revealed later too because a- as you're piecing it together in the first part of the movie it's not like it- it's that's what i mean yeah so but essentially uh yeah two people are in love uh two people who were in love uh had a breakup and they have a procedure done to erase their memories of each other. And as the the memories are being erased and they're starting their new lives, they're, I guess, trying to hold on to the memories. And uh, the movie also, re- you know, reveals what happens, you know, the events after the procedure as well. So the movie takes, the movie is like a, uh, you go in and out of dream sequences and flashbacks and it's, and it sounds like it can be hard to follow everything that's happening, but the movie doesn't just uh, leave you bewildered. It also, it, um, with how it informs you like, okay, you're in a dream now. It, it, it's very like emotional and the, the, the imagery is very heavy too. There's, there's a spot where Jim Carrey's driving his car and he's like yelling at uh, Kate, Kate Winslet's character. Cause they're having an argument and then like it, things are kind of normal. And then a car just falls from the sky and just crashes down and you're like, Whoa, it's, it's kind of shocking. Uh, and he's like, look, everything's like, 
everything's falling apart and it, it, it's like everything's coming crashing down he says something like that and it's it's a little funny it's a little horrific it's it's so uh you know emotionally charged it's sad it's the it's so playful but inventive how it like showcases uh, how how it shows you like okay you're in a dream here first you're arguing and sh- you know showing real life and then it, it then they're driving and now it's in a dream and so it it's it's super interactive the movie is uh, it can be hard to tell where you are at points but not not exactly but it makes it makes it more exciting and more like whoa what's going on here or, and like some trippy you know effects that are happening. Where it's like realities just, you know, like is going insane. And it's, it's exactly. And uh, there's there's so much in the movie that you can't predict as well. Like the the doctor himself having the the relationship with the the other secretary, like the past with that. And having that complication, you know, so it's, which is one of the more, uh, not important parts of the movie, but I just mean it adds an other layer because it, it, right. mm -hmm. And then Mark and then Mark Ruffalo's character. Yeah. He was kind of new, I think, or he was just kind of, well, I don't know. He he might've known, but he still, you know, cared yeah. and wanted her to get with her and stuff. That was mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo is cool too. So I just I, I like forgot, forgot to too. mention yeah. him. So I like Mark Ruffalo too. Kirsten Dunst did, did a fine job in the movie too. For not that, she, yeah, this was like in between Spider-Man movies. I think like after the second one, and then or or maybe the same year. I don't know. Oh four. Man, and uh yeah oh four so crazy so yeah it must have been in between and so or you know like film the spider-man and then and then this because something like that <laughs> i don't know how the hell since, since yeah since i kind of like had a crush on that actress like back in the day so yeah um, kirsten dunst like mm, i honestly so yeah i i think i did too i can't I, I'm tr- having trouble remembering, but I, I think so too. But I'm remembering. I know, I, I know some people. Like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that one. And, and then Spider Man, like the first and then one. Some, and some other movies I've seen with her in it. But yeah, I mean, I know, you know some people find her like annoying or something, but I, I never did really. I Yeah, I didn't hear like other people that I, I just, I don't know. I didn't hear. I hear yeah. it a lot about Spider Man. Like she's just, <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah, I I have heard a lot about the Spider Man too, but I just don't see her breaking anything that like. Right, she works in this one, so in this role. Yeah, it just she she never felt ill fitting in the Spider Man movies, and maybe I'll you know, I I don't know. I haven't seen those in a while, but. Yeah, I know they're super campy, but I like them, so... Yeah, <laughs> still... they're, they're comic book movies, too, so... 
that they were before the MCU. So it was like kind of weird. Like they were different. It's like they were right before even Spider-Man three was before Iron Man. So it was like, well, so move, move, superhero movies were kind of in a different space back then, even with like Daredevil and Punisher and stuff. And uh, Fantastic Four, the first one, like before the re- before the remake. <laughs> yeah, they were the superhero movies were kind of like a a joke, you know, in a way. <laughs> like not not saying I just mean, and I don't mean they actually were. I mean a lot of people didn't take them that seriously a lot of probably uh exactly because like x X x-men kind of kicked it off at like 2000 i think because they had some in the 90s but x-men like started that era it seemed like the middle era before the mcu yeah kind of the 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 and with a new vision it, to actually like take them seriously to make them into serious movies. And, and exactly. Even, After like Batman and Robin came out, they just had to, you know, <laughs> rethink um, like superhero movies. <laughs> Cause people are like, Oh, they're, they're, they're based on their movies based on comic books. So let's just make them exactly like comic books. And they'll just be campy one liners. Like every, just like every page, every, you know, few, few lines. And so, you get Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy and all them making the, the one-liners. Uh, but with Eternal Sunshine, uh, the movie also has psychological horror elements into it, too. Mm-hmm. And, and Some imagery that was kind of crazy. Some body horror, yeah, with, like, the eyes upside down like the face is disappearing Jeez. Uh, yeah you couldn't you kept trying to turn the face and you can't stuff it's like that whoa. that was that part was freaky um <laughs> the and then there's parts where it's a little funny but creepy when the, the audio the, is breaking <laughs> up like it's like when the when that part is in the doctor's room and it's like the audio is like oh here his voice is all i don't know it's crazy the doctor what he's like oh like that's patrick creepy boy or something he's like creepy boy patrick and his eyes were like upside down and his it was yeah the movie is uh it's very 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 bizarre but it, it's it's so emotionally like i guess what hits hard for me is that the movie is a lot about um, kind of comes back to if you had to do it all over again, it, it's, it feels like you kind of can't hide, you know, from your feelings. Like you're trying to erase, you know, your feelings. And it seems like you're in a place that, you would say, I would, I, you know, would do something. I wish I could go back. You know, you regret it. You're, uh, you would do it all over again. And, and that's not to say with everything, but that, that has a lot to do. It, it hit me really hard with, uh, sort of my relationship and the struggles I've been having just in this whole quarantine because there's times that 
me and Marlo, my wife, just seemed like that we were going to split up and it seemed like our, like we were erasing, you know, our story in that way and kind of trying to forget each other. And it, in one way, it was like a, it's like a sense of, there's a big sense of, of feeling trapped, like, man, I just, I feel like I'm stuck here, but uh, it, it just had a, not that this movie helped me come to terms with it, but the movie did get me thinking a lot of like, you know, I, I, I made the choices like leading up to this. And so it's like, if I, if I go back to ground zero, I would probably start making the same like choices. I would probably, if I had some kind of ground zero and I was to start fresh and I was to feel like this new person, it would like, I would probably just try to connect with Marlo again and say, Hey, you know, I can make things even better now. And something along those lines. So the movie just really, I think touches on a lot of identity. And if you can erase, you know, your, your choices, like what is it that, that you're really wanting? And even though you made these choices and you're feeling this pain for it, like this is who you are and what you're wanting. And, and not that there's, that there's a direct answer. There's so many ways that you can kind of take meaning from this, but that uh, just how this movie got me thinking of, would I do it over again? Uh, if you could erase your memories and start fresh, because so much of me was just wanting a fresh start. Uh, you know, would you and even if you did, what would you do after that? Not that you would, that would be your choice because you wouldn't really be thinking the same. You know, if you erase your memories, what would the Devin or the Chet who had their memories erased, what would they do? They would probably, you know, you wouldn't have, I wouldn't have any memories of Marlo. So I would, I would just be like, whoa, hey, you're this nice person. I could, I could, you know, make your life great. Oh, those are some awesome kids. And, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, the move. So yeah, I guess I just decided to just, it's like, yeah, I probably just choose this all over again. And so I'm just going to, uh, it, it wasn't, I don't feel like it was directly the movie, but it wasn't much long after watching the movie and that I was able to view things it, like in my current life more with a fresh start despite like not really having an actual fresh start it was more just feeling like okay i'm just gonna start it fresh now and uh not that that's actually happening i i feel like a lot of how i go through life is just me delusioning myself into into like i i uh give myself a mindset like to operate under and you know that I just do that to <laughs> try to make uh, life as good as I can. But, uh, but that's how, that's what eternal sunshine of the spotless mind really got me thinking about is, is if you could erase your memories, you know, would you, and 
even if you did, wouldn't you sort of just do the same thing because that's who you are? It's, you know, and. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Cause even in the movie, they're like, we know what'll happen. And it's like, yeah, but maybe we should just try it again. Anyway, it'll be fun while it lasts or something. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's where it's like, if you, would you, would you engage in the relationship uh, despite knowing like the pain? Would you do it again? Yeah. And, and the tapes, they listen to each other and it's like, wow, I don't, I'm not like that. I know. I just, this is what I said at the time. I don't know. He's talking about her hair and yeah. And he's like, I love your hair. That would be hard to listen to, man. If you, for instance, if you like, you know, had to listen to someone else's tape talking about you and then you had one about them. <laughs> that would be so crazy to be in the same room. Like, <laughs> damn. That shouldn't be. Yeah. That is like un unfair to hear, to hear, to hear, because part of it feels like when you have those feelings, not to say that there's not, truth in it but it also doesn't feel like that is the only truth like when you're expressing you know maybe displeasure in someone's actions that's not to say that you're displeased with that person you may be more thankful for more things that they've done but you're just you don't like us you know a couple things that they did and it's just it sort of irked you so you're just sort of venting out this emotion like you know uh why does my significant other leave this out? Or why do you, why don't they clean this up? Why do they leave this for me to clean? And, you know, it, it's, you're just sort of venting it out. You're not saying I don't want that person or I hate this person. And I, sometimes it's just your feelings just kind of coming out bad. And that's not even exactly how you feel. Like when he's talking about her hair and it, bad on the tapes, he's like, her hair's so stupid or something on the tapes. And, and then he's like, I love your hair. I love the color. Um, and it's, you know, it's not that it's either, either, or it's a little bit of both. Uh, and maybe he was mad when he said that and, and now he's not. And so he's not feeling that. So just to, to play those feelings, it's just so, oh, yeah. Because at, at the time you're recording the stuff so that you can focus on it and forget it and stuff. So it's like they were recording that stuff like to be negative at the time. So it was like, damn. Yeah. And I, if I was like in that scenario, I would just say like, no, we should not hear these tapes. I don't know why the characters like agreed to, but they're also, the characters are a little, uh, you know, they're kind of, they're kind of weird in the sense where they're, they're just, um, I don't know. It's believable that they would kind of listen to the, to the tapes. They seem a little, uh, you know, just unique and the, I don't know. I would not choose to listen to the tapes though. And, and they should have just turn it, turn that off. But it, if you had to, that like, if you didn't know. Yeah. If you were like, what is this? Like, and it's like, I don't know what, like <laughs> wouldn't you be curious like if you found if it was just revealed that you had a, you did have a relationship with someone and and it got so bad that you like 
erased your memories of each other, you would probably you you'd be like, wait, I have amnesia. How? What do you mean? You would be so shocked, and you would probably want to investigate a little bit. You'd probably see like, what is what so bad? Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, since they probably won't remember anything they said like bad wise, so they're they're surprised too while they're listening to it. Like, oh or something like i don't mean that i don't like because they don't like what they're saying either on the tape so it's like it's like i didn't mean that yeah I did. i'm sorry i didn't mean that yeah they kept saying even just... though they're saying it and it's like i don't i'm not like that that's not me no i know it's not it's, it's still no, no, saying... you're a wonderful person like it's, it's then it's like i hate everything it's like oh geez uh like, turn it off it's it's the movie can be yeah, hard to watch at at parts just because uh, I don't. When I say hard, I just mean it's just you think inwards, and then it's like another one of those movies that you you know think about, reflect on your own life, and uh, it's if it hits too much close to home on certain things, yeah, it gets uncomfortable. So, but you know, it's it's still other times it makes you feel great though i mean the good times they had in the movie the romantic times you know like that stuff gets me so it's like cause just romance in general so even though the movie itself is yes i i agree and that's what i'm i guess get getting to is that even though the movie can be like sad and uh there's you know angry and kind of a, a tough emotional watch i feel the overall ending message while it's bittersweet is more mostly uplifting because it at, i a long time ago in my first watches of it i used to think it was more just using you know kind of fate even though the characters uh erase their memories of each other they met like again on the bus and that's how the movie starts is that the characters are meeting and it looks like the first time, but it's actually them re-meeting after the procedure. Uh, and they're, they're blending like how they, she says like not to make a joke about her name. And, and she, the, the, what it's, what it's all pointing to is that like, you can't escape your, you know, I, I don't want to say what it is pointing to. It just feels like you can't escape what you want and who, like who you are. And so even though they're, and maybe it was just their memories of each other, maybe though they tried to erase their memories, it, it's like, I, I guess I just used to see that more as just, Oh, it, it was fate that they met again. But I really think that it's they're still the same people that they'll still act the same. Like they're the chemistry will still be the same. So it's like, it'll, kind of play out the same as it did the first time just almost. like he went to the library yeah it, and and that's how that's he how they change, end up on so. the bus yeah you can you can erase your your memories that you did something but you're not going to erase who you are and so he he will and she won't erase who she is and so all that they did is just erase you know the relationship the, the good and the bad memories that they did create. And then when they found each other again, they're like, Hey, I, I want a relationship with you. And then that they just happen. The circumstance provides, you know, the opportunity to like, Whoa, we, we, before we get into this relationship, we, 
we got into a relationship so bad that it's essentially like what like a not exactly mental suicide but they're they're you know erasing part of their memories it is like starting your life over again in a way it's like you know if you could be reborn in a way and that's what that i feel like that's what it is alluding to this uh uh you know can you forget your memories and just have that fresh start um but yeah it, they you still won't change who you are and you know what you what you love and uh so yeah the, the movie just hit me hard with a, a lot of that and it was just so uh, it's presentation, how it reveals everything, you know, how it, how it, uh, Charlie Kaufman's screenplay with how you go in and out of dreams and flashbacks. And then as they're trying to hold on to the memories and actually run from the, they're in, the couple is in a memory and you can see some of the memories start to fade and disappear. Things just start yeah, being erased. Like running away. They're running away from oblivion. Basically some parts where like they could be erased at any moment and it's like, go this way or something, or you know, it's kind of cr crazy. It, and it's it, it, the movie will just weave in and out of like a romantic moment, a funny moment. And they're like, Oh crap. Now we got to run for our lives. Cause we're being erased. And, and, and then the he can't find her. And then the memories are starting to blur together because there's like a memory of the snow. There's a memory of the beach. And then I... When he's a kid, when he's like a toddler and stuff underneath the <laughs> kitchen table is pretty funny. So, And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so, it's so cool. So uh, some great imagery, very engaging movie. Yeah, very thought provoking movie. It's also if you want to just watch it more of a straightforward and not if you're not like an interpretable per, interpretable you know person and you just want to get a story out of it you can the movie functions as just that too you don't have to read anything out of it it doesn't have to resonate at all you can just look at you cannot like love stories and this movie will get the job done as just being a, a crazy sort of sci-fi movie you know because the love is the love is very challenged in it it's not like a very happy happy frilly love story <laughs> but it is i do feel like the message ultimately is about pursuing love so i i feel like at the core of it you would call this like almost like a rom-com in a way because it's about the romance and the 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 funny but it's also about the sci-fi that like that my the mind erasing elements it's, there's also some psychological horror and thriller and it's just it's a weird movie <laughs> true but it's one of my favorites i still think i put it in my top five because uh, i used to say that i used to say that I put it up there somewhere in my top five. No, no country and big Lebowski were up there. And then, um, punch drunk love and eternal sunshine. Well, I would put eternal sunshine probably above punch drunk, but it's, it, it gets a little, it gets a little hard to classify everything. You know, when I kind of get up there and I, I kind of stopped caring as much about 
like the the specific placements like you're the number one movie you're the king movie or whatever i just like here's my 10 favorite movies and so my mood might change on those right. you know? it's like it's like if you ain't first you're last yeah. <laughs> like on the ricky bobby movie <laughs> talladega nights <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've always seen parts of that. I haven't seen oh, that okay. whole one either, but <laughs> I know just... I've heard that that scene or the quote. Yeah, uh, exactly. Man, it's did you, uh, well, I guess so. You and I did. You have anything more that you want to say on Eternal Sunshine? I feel like I've kind of said about everything I can say on this great movie. Uh, yeah, I mean it. You know, it also kind of just almost in a way like certain times made me think of uh, just me and Alexandra even because uh, she was kind of like the more like rebellious type or something. And, uh, and I was kind of like, you know, not like the kind of more boring. I don't know, it just felt like similar dynamics or something like. I would be like, no, let's let's not do that, or we should, that's not the, <laughs> the best idea, <laughs> or like, uh, then it's like no one cares, no one's gonna do anything. Then I'm like, eh. so I don't know, like it just really, I don't know, made it me think of that a lot of the time, just from the the, the, the dynamics of the characters. <laughs> it's it's crazy how how. I don't know, Charlie Coffin's movies can just feel so imaginary, but feel so real too. He's really good. Uh, right. So it could be a very, yeah, it's like a very realistic type of, you know, dynamic between the characters that complement each other. And you could see why it's, you know, why the, those type of people could connect or, what they like in each other and uh it's just yeah uh, believable and uh so yeah and it's it i feel like most people will be able to find stuff that resonates with them about this movie you know but and but even if not the movie works on its own without any you know emotional connection from the viewer and so the movie's so it feels so perfectly like layered and the, the only way that you won't like it is if, as if there's, you just don't like dealing, you can't deal with, uh, you know, too many elements and you can't handle with, you don't like, uh, some of the, uh, how I trying to say that's like a, challenging narrative you know where you can't if you need to know where you you and the characters are at like at, at all times and you just want to watch characters fall in love and maybe there's just one conflict this is not the movie for you uh, you know that's right. that's or, sort of or if, yeah yeah I, I agree or if like you're like well this is getting too weird i don't like i don't know if i like this movie like what's going on you know if, if you don't like anything like with the mind you know memory erasing stuff those type of scenes if they're like i don't understand this or something like 
you might not. Uh, I mean, that's like cool part of the movie, but maybe some people who, yeah, let's like more straightforward or like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I, that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I guess what I'm trying to describe is that, uh, uh, but they're missing out. So yeah, <laughs> yeah yes, <so>. just <laughs> either way. So <laughs> too bad. But yeah, um, it's like you lose. No, like a fighting game. Yeah. Yes. Failure. It's like, yeah. Exactly. Ko. Ko. Stupid. Ko. Yeah. Shit. Like shouting it. Uh, game. Game. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those things in games. <laughs> so. Yeah. And uh. It's a, I think it was just God of War that it wouldn't there be it would just be text you are dead, right? You would just like fall down and then just you are dead. <laughs> I th- I think it was, oh, but uh, it's like oh okay <laughs> oh I didn't know that this is news to me I I thought I beat the game when I fell down that cliff. But, yeah, okay. it's like game sending me mix mix messages. Yeah, yeah, mix I'm confused, game. <laughs> but uh, well, uh, I I think we're good with Eternal Sunshine. I I I think I've said everything that I want to say too. I think we've got it. So, Devin, we've got a lot kind of in the works for our podcast. So we're, we're figuring. We're figuring that out. I know we're going to be always figuring it out, but uh, we're going. We got our new microphones, and I didn't mention that in the beginning of the episode. So hopefully, uh, th- that sounds good for everyone. Uh, but we're going to be doing some exciting uh, stuff launching here soon that that we'll be talking more on, and and uh, we'll put you know I can put up on the Facebook and so on. Did you have a, a movie or anything? It, I know I'm kind of spraying this that you wanted to explore or watch for the time, you know, being, if not, we, you know, we'll just, uh, I was just seeing if you had anything that you want to put forward. I, I don't, so we can just sort of, you know, come back to it like a surprise. I was just seeing if there's anything you wanted to check out. Uh, yeah, not. I don't have anything right now. Um, in particular, to tell you the truth, but maybe we can see Tenet and report that. Now we'll see. Yeah, uh, could happen. Yeah, we will see. Well, uh, that that will just conclude this episode. Then episode ten. Yeah, we made it. Uh, cool and. I'm glad we got our new microphones. Uh, we got some cool stuff in the works. So uh, this the rocket has not taken off yet. We're 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 still building the rocket, but it's uh no, but it's it's a fun project. Anyway, um, that that will be all for now. Devin will be in touch, and to anyone listening, thanks for listening, and. Uh, if if you have any comments or feedback or want us uh, want to talk to us, just go to the facebook.com 
uh, Chat and Devon podcast for now. That's the best way to communicate with us. Uh, but thanks for your time, listeners. Thanks for your time, Devin. And uh, we will talk again soon. <laughs>